0: So this evening's uh, Dharma Talk is titled, it's it's basically a very simple meditation instruction that is, um, as you've heard in the instruction that was read, I think there was one read this evening, uh, you're just going to sit down, hold still, and just observe what continues to move. And so the idea here of just don't focus, don't uh, just gaze, is to um, encourage you to do your sitting meditation in such a way that you're you're on receive. If you're focus on if you focus on anything, focus on the breath. Which quite often many there's traditional techniques that go back centuries that say follow the breath. They'll tell you to if thoughts arise, label thinking, return to the breath. Trying to establish or build a good what meditator, meet someone who's really good at meditating. Who if everybody only knew what a great meditator there. It's hard to brag about that because it doesn't. S- doesn't sit too well. people You start bragging about your spiritual path. So why would I say it that way? So you can see where I'm coming from. I was taught to, uh, the kind I'm saying right now is uh, gaze or don't focus or don't focus but gaze. That's kind of what I was taught initially by the Chogyam Trungpa Rinpoche. Uh, the instruction was sit down, have your eyes open, and then just didn't say much more. If they did, I forgot what it was. So it was very difficult at first. and. Uh, uh, later on, he started giving more instructions, uh, more along the traditional line of the Sanskrit words are uh, shine and laktung. Shine and laktung basically translate into English as mindfulness awareness. So what he was uh, teaching there was uh, to a broad, a wide range of people that he couldn't really meet face to face, is sit down, hold still, follow your breath, follow out-breath, in-breath, out-breath. Then he started teaching just the out-breath, just follow the out-breath. So then you had that little project going on. And all of this time is spent in just trying to focus and be on some kind of a dot or something. And my understanding of this is not to correct him or anyone else who wants to uh, practice meditation in that way, uh, but is rather to emphasize the awareness part of our our experience rather than the uh, focus or the the tightening down of our awareness on one specific uh, item or thing. It's not that you couldn't do that. You could. And if you want to, go ahead. I wouldn't say you'd necessarily be wrong. But the reason I say um, just gaze is that way you're not missing much. When you focus on something, if I focus on this, as I'm doing right now, I'm ignoring everything else, and you're some of them. So I'm totally ignoring everything else. And, of course, this is is an extreme, and it's meant as a kind of a silly example, but it's, but it's true. If Anytime you focus on anything, you have the ego mind, the self-centered mind has the the feeling that it's getting somewhere. It's knowing something, it's understanding something, it's collecting information like a little detective. But the the wisdom mind doesn't need a focus. It doesn't need a, a non-focus. You don't have to go the other way and don't focus on anything. I'm not saying to go the other way. Just sit down. The best way to do this, to practice this in your daily life, if you decide you want to continue to make meditation part of your life the most important thing for you to control is this body you really don't have any control over your mind Have you noticed that because if you uh, if you did you'd just be happy why would you ever be sad if you can control your mind now there are artificial means to do that but even they don't last and they have extremely difficult side effects sometimes but what you what can you do you can hold very still you can sit very symmetrical body and mind as i've said hundreds of times are not really uh, separate. They're separated, but the way in which they're separated is not in the, the in the way that you impute or that you imagine. Sit down, hold very still, all the senses are open, and just watch all of the sense objects, se- the sounds, smells, tastes, touch, thoughts, sights, everything that's coming towards you in the form of the the object of that particular sense consciousness. Just observe. <clears throat> and through this observation, uh, you you have a soft gaze, you have something that is uh, is not too tight, not too loose, it's just receiving. Now it may initially, when you first start meditating, it may be, a, uh, be like uh, sitting in front of a garbage heap. The, what you're receiving may be very distasteful, very challenging, and it's very tempting to turn away from it, to find some other kind of meditation, to chant mantras, to, uh, and don't misunderstand, I'm not saying that mantras aren't valuable, there are times when you could use uh, you could possibly do a mantra practice. <coughs> <coughs> so if you don't particularly focus, but you just gaze, uh, in our situation you sit down, hold still, and you gaze at a wall. And You have to do a lot of it because it will, it will uh, for the first uh, 10 minutes, 20 minutes, 10 days, 3 weeks, 8 months, whatever length of time, it'll have a similar kind of feeling to it. Probably quite a bit like boredom. <coughs> the downside of boredom is feels crummy. The upside of boredom is an indicator that you're weaning yourself away from entertainment. Nothing wrong with entertainment, but you should be the one who decides. Uh, you should be the one who uh, determines that you're going to go and party down or whatever you want to do. But then, then you. But you're not. It doesn't sound like something you have to do. You have to get stuck to that. So by just gazing. Maybe not right away, but over time you become very, uh, pre- a word that I don't use often, but you become very present. Even the negativity that comes and goes becomes not so entertaining, not so interesting. So you yeah, have to stop the activity going back and forth or I'm not going to talk. <clears throat> so as far as having children, I very much want children to be here. But they, they've got to slow down a little bit because uh, anything that's moving, I watch it. So, including all of your facial expressions, your toes wiggling, and, of course, if something is moving that big, I, I, I just get mesmerized by it. More, much more interesting than I might have to say. Where was I? I was. All right. Then I was gazing, Then we're gazing. I'm gazing. You're gazing. We're gazing at the wall. And the feeling of not accomplishing anything or getting bored is, again, is an indicator that the, that's what happens in the mind when we're slowly separating ourselves from the desire which is one of the three poisons passion aggression and ignorance the passion to want things to be different than they are so what you're doing is when you sit down and hold still instead of feeling all blissful like some meditation teachers or mindfulness awareness practices uh, teach you're not really doing that i'm not saying that's wrong maybe that's maybe you shouldn't even be here when i say shouldn't be here of course you should be here you're here but but to go into um, if this doesn't make sense maybe uh, the med- the other kind of meditation the uh, calming down and the smoothing out and the feeling good and the, the bliss kind of thing or whatever that may be. Maybe that's more appropriate. I, I don't know. So I'm not here to promote one thing over another, uh, but I'm, di- I'm here to offer that this is a way that you could, without anybody, without believing in Buddhism, without disbelieving in Buddhism, without believing, disbelieving, ignoring, all of that's, that situation uh, starts to have less and less and less of a, of a, a hold on you. The wisdom mind, you can't find. There are no places to hang your hat on the wisdom mind, which is ego is just full of them. We got all kinds of hats, as you know. And I'm just, I'm saying if you're having difficulty in some area of your life, it could be, you could give it names like depression or like anger or like uh, frustration or lack of what self-esteem. It could go on and on. It could be drug problems. It could be just about anything you name, just some kind of overall feeling of dread all the time. You can't seem to shake. I'm saying... Find some time to sit down, hold still, and watch what the mind is doing, because that is your entry, and it might take, it could take years. I don't want to kid you, say, well, it might work in a few months. It's not going to, and I'm not saying it wouldn't, but, you know, maybe one in 10,000 or something. I haven't done any, taken any surveys, but unlikely. I've met a lot of people who have been doing this a long, long time, and I've met lots and lots and lots of people who meditate. I've met lots and lots of teachers who teach, and so seen something and it's rare to find someone who doesn't have some kind of agenda about something starting with themselves so i'm happy to respond to questions if you have them or i can continue to talk
1: um just a minute ago you said um it could take months years um, yeah, for this to work how does meditation work I mean, could you
0: expand okay to well, month or years for this to work i'm saying for you to get a, a deep have a deep enough understanding where you're no longer at war with anything and you're no longer at peace with anything. You no longer have a position on anything, and that way, no matter what is happening, uh, you know, 15 inches out in front of you, it's no longer an enemy. It's no longer a friend, and it's no longer something you're going to ignore. It's called wisdom. And wisdom doesn't see anything else. Wisdom always sees itself. So therefore, there's never even if someone comes at you with, like, if you saw the video, it's this astonishing video, and to listen to people talk about it, the video of uh, someone. Took a parking spot away from someone else and probably didn't even know they were busy with their kids They probably didn't do it deliberately would have certainly probably would have given the person the, the parking space rather than fight with them But the person from the one car got out and shoved the person to the ground the person on the ground picked pulled out a gun and Killed that person. Did anyone see that? Yeah, it's like oh, that's a really a lot of confusion going on there and and, uh, and There's no blame there. It's just the causes and conditions. We're not saying that somebody couldn't have done something differently, of course, but it's already happened and it's more like a symptom of the underlying uh, shutting down, of, you know, blaming others, always blaming someone else. So it's painful to watch, but it, it's but the upside of it is this is what's happening everywhere on some level. It might just not be uh, escalate to the form, uh, position of being, uh, killing somebody, but they have what's that stand your ground law. Well, stand your ground. How does anybody benefit? Yes, sir. How
1: uh, might wisdom
0: mind show up
1: for someone who's just starting to practice?
0: Uh, the, the rudimentary form of that is, uh, is you don't have a clue what's going on and you don't try to replace it with some kind of
1: uh,
0: imposter knowledge. You actually have a willingness to not know. That's how it shows up. That's why we talked about the, the book study. The only thing you have to do when you come into book study is just come in and just study. You don't have to understand. Uh, and, and I often, the way I Tell people about the way that I teach is I, I don't care if you retain anything. I don't care if you understand anything I say. You don't have to understand it. If, if you wanted to know what I think you should do, I think you should meditate. And I think you should listen to someone who's done this a lot. It wouldn't have to be me, it could be someone else. But it shows up as a, as a not knowing that you're no longer concerned about. Once you actually don't know and know you don't know, another way of saying that is you know you're a fool. uh, But you don't try to fix it. Uh, Wisdom is uh, starting to show up. Uh, Wisdom is not separate. There there are no separate beings. And one of the ways that shows up, the egolessness shows up, is is seeing that you don't have any solid identity going on. Uh, Most of society is trying to crank that up and get you to feel more positive about yourself and have you have a better ego and a more healthy self-image. I'm not interested in promoting that. I am interested in promoting you, anyone here, seeing who you are fundamentally, not just on the surface, not just your name and the description of your personality, but seeing who you are way below the radar of ego, as it's said traditionally in the Zen tradition. Uh, what was your face before your parents' birth? Before your parents were born, what did you look like? That's a way of, a relative way of questioning that transcends time and space by actually using it. Good question. Yes. Yeah, You have the, if you see the impulse, and that's awareness. But if you see the impulse, uh, you may have to. The impulse may be followed with some kind of ignorance that actually gets you to actually participate in trying to fix it. But if you're really clear, if if the passion, aggression, and ignorance are not um, are not being fueled, then you just have to sit in the uh, the sit in, in no reference point. And depending on how strong or what the ego mind is doing at that time, it can be painful spiritual path is difficult mundane paths hard enough learning how to do a particular job learning how to especially if it's something you're not particularly good at you've got to learn it anyway it's painful to do that but it's also very very painful to uh, try to transcend this world and see who you are fundamentally so you have don't have a problem with anything so you have no enemies you have no no friend when i say don't have friends i'm not saying you're not friendly with people but it's not based on being attached to anything it's a very, a very odd kind of thing that can happen in that area, where you, you still have friendships and they're very strong and you still, uh, But it isn't like you love this person and dislike that person, you, it's more like you love everybody. But it's not mushy, particularly sentimental, yes.
1: You just said it's painful to transcend this world. Yes. What, what's painful?
0: Because you don't want to leave it. We're attached to this world, we're attached to our homes, our family, our job, our money, our security.
1: So, what does transcending this world look like?
0: <clears throat> Who wants to know. <laughs> well, the way I'm trying to characterize it, and probably not being very as clear as I would like to be, but it's just you're going in an area that's uh, can show up to our personality, our, our ego as being uh, dark, you know, as being a dark area where it's hard to see uh, into that. But we, because of the teachings, we we do it anyway. We keep going, so it's, it's just difficult. And for each person, I, I can't generalize in a some people may have difficulty with it in different ways. Not at the moment. Shoto but that was painful because we don't want to leave this world, transcending the world, this world. Uh, well, what happens is the attachment is not there anymore. This doesn't mean that if you were, you know, on your deathbed and you were, everyone standing over you looking sad, uh, that you wouldn't feel sad that you were leaving, but you wouldn't be particularly uh, frightened because you you know who you are, and you know you're not separate. And you know that who you are is never threatened. You can't threaten. You can't threaten uh, wisdom. There isn't anyone there. That's why it's called, in our tradition, it's called consciousness only. Perception only. The perceiver, the me, me, me guy, and what is perceived, the wall, the window, the lights, the other person, the otherness, are not separate. They are brought together in the perception itself. And if you can see that everything is not something else, and it's not a subjectivity, it's not an objectivity, it's just the perception. It's called not to non duality Advaita is the fancy Sanskrit word for it and it and it's a realization, not an experience. It might have experiential overtones, undertones, it might be experiential qualities that arise in that area, like noticing that you're when things go get really really going or going really in a negative direction you're not concerned about it. That doesn't mean you're taking your eyes off of it that doesn't mean you're not trying to maybe solve that problem as that's coming apart and that's falling off and that's catching fire, and this is getting wet and those kind of things you know it's not that you're not trying to do that, but you notice that there's not any real panic going on about it you're not concerned about the outcome. what are you con- concerned about in this tradition you're concerned about the truth and you're concerned about saving all beings or helping others, putting others before yourself that doesn't mean that you um, don't that, that doesn't mean that you run into a burning building that where you're no, you can't really rescue anyone because you're going to get burned up in there. It doesn't mean that it's not that kind of heroism. Deepening our own practice, help way? No. Because fundamentally, we're not separate from anyone else. We're not really separate. It's 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 just an astonishing thing to, to find out. You just uh, you just find out that really the whole idea of people trying to control things is just like it's like watching a bunch of clowns. They don't know they're clowns, but you do. But you don't accuse them of being clowns you see if there's any opening where the clown might help you. You might be able to help that clown see that they're wearing a big red nose. And since we're not separate, uh, like uh, Mariah and Shane and I were talking earlier about, it's so, we're so not separate that even in really, really deep consciousness, like dreams or any kind of, we all dream, that area, you're not separate from that. That's no different than this. It's different because we think that this one's real and that one's not real but when you're in the middle of that one, that one's real. In the Tibetan tradition, that's how they call that the sample dream. The dream you have at night is a dream that shows you what a dream is, but this is the real dream. This is unreal. I'm not saying that there isn't a body here with, with uh, a nerve ending and so on. Uh, if any of you had a dream where you had a dream about the taste of something or the smell of something that was so intense and then you woke up and realized that that was totally a dream and imagination, but when it's in one of those sense fields that are very uh, intimate, Especially like taste, uh, touch, smell. Those are not much to think about. Those those uh, sense consciousnesses don't do much thinking, if at all. Those are extremely real. Real is uh, imputed, imagined. More questions would be good, especially for someone who hasn't asked one.
1: How can you help? Again, please? How can you help somebody find what they're looking for in, in meditation and in their passions?
0: So you can't really help anybody without their permission. And even when they give you permission, sometimes they're just. They're not really leveling with you. They just want to be somebody who's asking for help. Because And then if they can get you to, to come and try to help them, then they can watch you fail. You know, it just gives you something to do while they're continuing to spin around in their, uh, their merry-go-round, personal merry-go-round. And you're chasing them around trying to try this. Have you tried that? Have you tried this? Don't do that. It, it, you actually are helping them more by not meddling in their suffering and their difficulty. But at the same time, uh, Grace... You, would, you wouldn't take your eyes off of them. In other words, you wouldn't, you wouldn't look away. Uh, you wouldn't say, I can't help you. You would just look. You might even say, how can I help you? And they might say, well, I told you how you can help me. You're not helping me. You're not helpful at all. You just do this. I tried to get you to do this or this. You know, you know what it's like. We all know some version of that. And I, I just hold your ground and say, well, I'm just doing the best I can. You know, some kind of a comment like that that doesn't charge this thing up into some kind of an argument. Saying, well how, well how can I help you? And really, we have to do it ourselves. That's why, it made, that's why it's so difficult because to discover that uh, that's what the spiritual path is about. The mundane path of getting better, getting a healthy ego, getting rid of your neurosis, being a really sane person is an admirable thing, admirable thing to do. And if we never died, probably would work quite well. After about eight or nine hundred years, you'd be just happy as a, what do they call those larks happy as one of those birds. But instead, we don't, we can die soon. You know, death comes, as it says in the Buddhist teachings, death comes without warning, this body will be a corpse. That's not pessimism or nihilism, that's the truth. So that's why it is often said, uh, find out who you are before that time comes, whether it could be tomorrow or 20 years, 100 years from now. Find out who you are first, so when you die, uh, you find that there isn't anything that dies. Who you are can't die. Who you are, and this is not for you to believe or disbelieve who you are, Uh, Hasn't been born. Body comes into existence, passes out, but who you are doesn't do anything. (laughs) Are those new tattoos? Hmm? I just don't show them. Oh, you usually wear socks? Oh, I I don't show my tattoos. I will, though, my tattoo. Are you going to tell how you got that? Nope. (laughs) Have a question?
1: Sometimes you... um Talk about the Three Jewels, the Buddha as being an example of someone who is sane. Yes. But I think I just heard you talk about sanity can also be part of the mundane path.
0: Yes, relative sanity.
1: So what's the difference? Uh,
0: The relative sanity works fine unless uh, the whole world goes to pieces and then you start to freak out with the rest of the world because we're not separate. So we align ourselves with whatever's happening. And if everything is going okay, then you get pretty sane. The, the insane person is someone who's crazy when everything else is fine. But when everything goes to pieces, uh, the person who is uh, uh, was sane in a, in a spiritual sense won't necessarily uh, fall into that uh, circularity or that trap. It's difficult to talk about that conceptually, but I'm happy to do more of that if you ask specific questions, including you and you, if you have more questions about that. I feel like I leave off some part of it that I could go more deep.
1: I think I'm caught in, in thinking that um, sanity when it's in regard to the Buddha is spiritual, but somehow that's no. Oh
0: there's relative uh, relative. We all know someone, maybe it's you but we don't have you know we know people who just are fine. They're, they get along good, they don't argue with people, they're easygoing. they help their neighbors. They have, you know, they're just doing well in the Buddhist uh, tradition. This is basically called a god realm. It's Not an accusation or a wrong thing. It's just a state of mind where everything is going good. You have, as sometimes I said, good karma. You come in. You have, uh, you're born into a good family. Your parents have have some some money. Uh, your your intelligence level is pretty high. Not of your choosing. Do you remember choosing that? Like what of the jokes they sometimes made. You know, where were you where were you at when they were handing out brains? remember that joke i was over looking for try to get some really big feet <laughs> i misunderstood <laughs> some people want big feet they want to walk on water so it's that kind of a dynamic though it's it's that kind of a of a uh, that whatever happens it's not that you're fine with it it's just you don't you're not at war with anything so you're not so even though things get very difficult you're not really at war whereas the mundane uh, path uh, as long as everything is okay then you're not going to have some kind of uh, unresolved un, uh, anger come up, and so if something starts to go haywire, then then you might have some more difficulty with it. Yes, so I I, would, I think it would be an individual uh, dynamic. I mean, it could be you know if you're, for instance, uh, try to say this in a way that's as clear as possible using concepts. So uh, your your next door neighbor uh, starts mowing his. Her their lawn more and more, taking a little bit more of your property. <laughs> they just keep mowing and you know, you could say, well, they're trying to help me out. No, they're not, they're trying to take over. Um, and so if, how you work with that uh, could be, um, the way that could be worked with is to work with that dynamic of that person rather than work with uh, you think they're wrong, making a mistake and they need to be stopped or shut down or accused or whatever. Just not going to war with it, but not going to peace, you know, when I say that, I mean don't go over and pacify the whole thing necessarily. You might, you might take a risk and come out and say to them, uh, hey, "What's up with the lawn mowing? You're going to charge me for that? It's my lawn." Yes.
1: What if I know what path i my spiritual is strong with, but I keep getting these other things obstacles and choice of my own where, where I'm at? But I know what path I
0: want. What's the problem?
1: Well, i mean, I don't know. This is the path of his spiritual. Okay. That's that's what. The okay.
0: Best. That sounds good to me. So what's the what's the well, problem? Uh, just go ahead, and, uh, you know, you uh, M- yeah, Just well, I wouldn't even say that. Don't do anything with it. Just you are there. So whatever shows up, just try to don't agree, don't don't disagree, and they're going to badger you no know, matter no matter what you do. I, I'm familiar with that situation over there. And to some people, that's extremely helpful. That whole program that they have there. Some people are just all about being totally their life being saved, and other people uh, want no part of it. And then other people might have be like you and say this is confusing because uh, they're teaching me to do this and do that one of the things that they do uh, in a lot of recoveries is try to get you to be have a healthy ego have you have a good self-image and i'm not saying there isn't something to that for some people but to do it as a blanket thing that everybody has to do that's a misunderstanding everybody has to be met if you're going to help somebody you have to meet them where they're at And if you haven't met yourself where you're at you're going to be uh, do a real crappy job of meeting others where they're at because you're probably going to meet you who you think they are. You're going to because you'll project. That's the thing about a projection. Uh, if you can see a projection, you stop doing it. You see you're projecting on someone. You maybe you might not stop doing it, but you stop believing it. You realize you're projecting on that person. So in the whole uh, program there, they project on everybody. These people are uh, whatever addicts, and this is what we need to do to fix them: MRT and CBT and and all the different. Uh, you know what they call those. What Grid? steps, steps. trends tracks tracks huh? I'm not so what was your name Kelly? So just just keep doing it. You got what you got? Some time, few weeks to do or whatever. Yeah, just keep doing it. Uh, don't don't agree. Don't disagree. Don't don't do it. Just just go along with it for a while. Uh, when you uh, have you were you a meditator all along? So yeah. eyes open uh, eyes open. Keep your eyes open. This is this is what we do when we sleep. This is what we do when we are awake. If you don't if you close your eyes, I don't care how good you feel, uh, it's circular. You have good experiences and bad experiences. Do you have some time? Yes, Michelle. What might it look like before us? I would say it would depending on it would be so different in every situation. You know, you're all if you're a child, you're always gonna put just comes it's just you put them before yourself. I mean, you I'm not saying that you can't be some, some children that are, are aren't abused, possibly, that does happen. But generally speaking you're mother and father are really going to put their, so that's one thing. So if you're, are you speaking of a particular situation or? Um, I guess generally
1: when you say, you know, following the path and putting others before ourselves. No, I do. What that, what that will that.
0: Well, I think it's, uh, it's not ignoring how you're feeling and not shutting down on it to, you know, uh, not being some kind of a martyr and having little things inside of your mind saying, I'm doing my very best. Why can't they see how much I'm trying to help them? Those kind of things are a little suspicious. But to just uh, see where people are at and, uh, and, and, and notice that you're, you are almost have to start seeing how you've been putting yourself first before everything. You have to first see that, and that can be kind of embarrassing. You know, we, can, we sit and we meditate, and we slowly over time realize how we're just full of ourselves. And we're always thinking about me, 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 and me and my stuff, my ideas, and who likes me, who doesn't like me, what I've done, why people don't appreciate me. It's, it's difficult. And sometimes we'll the person that has the roughest time about that is our partner because we're very close to them, or you know someone that's really close to might have because we tend to project onto them and then to try to solve our misunderstanding because we think it's them, so we try to fix them, So project onto something and then fix it or blame it or straighten up or that kind of thing. Not always, but sometimes more. Yes.
1: Um, as I? far as closing the eyes of how reality. Yes. Um, so, dreaming you know, our eyes and now. We do. Um, we could meditate and
0: see. Yeah, but then the physical body's asleep. And so then you're, you know, we a lot of words for this, but I, let's, let's use the word astral body. Mm-hmm. You, your consciousness has uh, switched gears and it's the, the physical body's asleep, not doing much. Then the eyes can be closed. All everything else is shut down. I think maybe the sense of hearing still works to some extent. <clears throat> but, uh, uh, so you're just in a different realm, and there, there's not just those two, there's probably just countless numbers of realms. You have some experience with already. So, um, uh, basic question? So, it's about being... It is, human. whatever it is, yeah. And if, it's, and if you can have a practice here where you're awake right now and you're looking at the wall, there's nothing else to do. You don't have to figure anything out, you don't have to believe in anything, disbelieve anything. You don't have to do anything. Realization, Buddha nature, or awakened truth will come to you because it's not separate from you, uh, from you in the first place. It's your birthright. And so uh, just like when you go to sleep, then that's another dimension. Uh, I encourage people to write down your dreams, as you said that you, you and Shane do, to keep track of those, try to, try to remember, try to keep your awareness going down into that area of uh, our consciousness, because uh, time and space uh, function there as, as they actually are rather than the way it is here this this is the one where it looks like things are happening and then things stop happening (laughs) it's quite a magic show but that area there's no time and space there's something there but it's what is that is there a space can you measure anything in a dream you can't measure anything it's you can't sometimes you can even get your identity mixed up with other identities powerful area to work in there's even uh uh, in the tibetan tradition tradition uh, the six yogas of naropa one of them is the dream yoga where you actually Excuse me. Have different techniques for operating in the dream world. Uh, I don't necessarily recommend that because Tibetan, Tibetan uh, Buddhist uh, yoga practices are very, very complicated. And I'm not saying they don't work, but I'm just saying lots of a lot of pro- protocols there. And I think uh, you can actually just go to sleep with the intention of seeing what's going on in your dream. Is it, everyone here? Anyone here not had a lucid dream? A lucid dream is when you're you're asleep and then you're dreaming and then you then you know. You know that you're dreaming. You actually you wake up inside the dream, and you can actually do things. You can look at things. You can look at a dream landscape, and it uh, sometimes has more reality than this uh, landscape. And you can actually move in it to some extent. Anyone not had that? You've never had one. Well, you've got something to look forward to then. <laughs> probably going to happen. Yes. Why is it right on the cusp? You're ready to fall right back out of it. Because they're not separate. Just like right right now, every everyone in here. I'm not accusing you of anything, but I'm saying right now there are big gaps in your attention. I'm not accusing you of anything. I'm just offering this because I'm experiencing them, myself. And I've been looking at whatever the situation is for a long time. So uh, I know that if I'm seeing this, then this is happening for you. So this is called ignorance. You can't see. The very nature of ignorance is to not see, understand, be aware. So you can't see that because there is no way to get out, outside and look at that. So you can see passion grasping. You can see aggression throwing away or chopping up or getting rid of or killing. But ignorance or just distracting yourself or turning away is much more subtle. That's what the sitting practice of meditation eventually will will open that up to you so that you don't ignore anything. Why does it seem necessary to what? To rear our practice with the eyes open. Of- That's an area that you have to actually have some say-so about. You can put your hands here. You can put your hands here. You can put one hand here. You can lean. You can... You have a lot of say-so about this. The problem is you didn't have any say-so about how this got into this. You don't know how you got here. You don't know if you could do it again or if you'd even want to. We we don't we, Who we actually are is not even human. Human is just a reference point, a temporary, very, very temporary, if you want to go along with the idea that 50, 60 years is temporary. Well, I should say more than that because I'm old. 120 years. <laughs> i give myself some room here. <laughs> eating spinach and celery and fasting good question any other we have a minute or two left any question for any from anyone who's not yes is consciousness embodied well i don't uh i don't think so I, I i don't know exactly how you're asking that and you of all people shouldn't be asking that. <laughs> <laughs> I, I follow you but let's 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 clarify it for other people in here what is conscious okay so you this is an example i've used many times but if i if i say something even though you're all separate i'm all separate separate from you you're separate from me but it's consciousness doesn't belong to anyone and uh, and if you understand what it is it's an astonishing uh, it's an astonishing understanding of power that you will not abuse because you understand it so thoroughly that you would never harm yourself you're not separate from anything or anyone you would never take advantage of anyone you would never take anything that was not given to you so and one of the ways i uh, do this, I say, um, uh, imagine a bowl of green jello sitting on a table. Does everybody see it? No. What color is the table? Grace? Brown. What color is the table? Robert, what color is the table? It's wood. It's plain wood. Okay. Okay, Sarah? Green. It's colored glass. right See, look at all those. And I didn't tell you what color to do those. You guys came up with it. You guys. <laughs> <laughs> you know, it's 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 mutable. It's just all over the place. It's going. It's it's got so many, so much energy. It's going so many different places. It's just like, uh, uh, you know, it's just like the human body. If you look into, I, I can imagine what it was like back when uh, uh, Leonardo da Vinci was uh, dissecting bodies and drawing uh, insides of bodies in the morgue. Uh, it must have been fascinating to, to not have known what that was about, and then to take them apart and see how things were, all the different things that had to happen for an arm to work. It's just, we so take everything for granted. Amazing. Did everybody, anybody have any other colored jello? Okay, so you can follow orders. <laughs> <laughs> so what is that about? That's about, about seeing so you, you had an experience where you could say, if you wanted to use the relative, that I put uh, something into your mind. We did it together. We cooperated. I used, by intending something, uh, I put that into your mind. That's it, that's how, how dreams work. Same way, only only you, I'm not around to do that for you. You do it to yourself. You do it based on causes and conditions that who knows where those come from. How many different lifetimes have had to come about. Not that I'm promoting reincarnation or rebirth. I don't have any interest in those particular concepts. I think those I think they missed the point. The point is is consciousness doesn't belong to anybody and being awake and being asleep and being alive and being dead are not separate. Separated. See how I did that? Separated. <laughs> I should give a talk on public speaking separated you not know, make my point I should say not separate so am I asking you to believe me no, certainly not I'm just saying consider that consider your own consciousness when you go to sleep write down a few dreams look at the dreams and see see what it is about the dream that is unique to your life or to you to your experience keeping a dream uh, journal is not such a, a bad idea further questions about anything so you could say that result of just un, unsearchable, unsearchable. You're not going to find, uh, you, it's like the exa- example I often use is uh, the is you're standing at the, at the mouth of the Amazon and you look at the mouth of the Amazon and say, where did this come from? And of course, if you track it down, you're going to get lost in the jungle because every little river goes somewhere else. So there's, and that's a kind of a mundane idea, but, but probably consciousness is even more extensive than that. Just unsearchable. So what do, we, what do we do with that? What does this teaching say about that? Everything you need to know or everything you're looking for is available right now, right here in front. It's in front of you. Not just me, because I'm up here, but that, this wall, those flowers, this stick, that computer, your life, your, your footsteps, going through a doorway, going to a car, getting in a car. What a strange thing a car is. A thousand years ago, someone would look at a car and think, what is that? It has donuts on it. So don't. Take anything for granted, just go out and meet your world. Uh, You know, it's your world, it's your sense fields that are sensing all of this, and you don't know if this is going to happen again or not. Anything else? Very good, thank you.
1: And then our donation box, if you accept uh, debit and credit cards, happy to. May the merit of this penetrate into all places so that we and every sentient being together can realize that what it